entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they can inspire others. I'm proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Hey, D.C., do we have our special guest on the line? Sure do. And that special guest is J.J. Ramberg. Hi, J.J. Ramberg. That sounds so official when you ask if I'm on the line. Hi there. How are you? We're big league here. You know, this is this is podcasting. You understand podcasting. We act it, big time. I do. I newly understand podcasting because I just started my own. It's so fun. I know. So, so JJ Ramberg is the host of Your Business with JJ Ramberg on MSNBC, which airs, I think, on weekends, both weekends, because I listen sometimes on Saturday and sometimes on Sunday on MSNBC at 7:30 a.m. Eastern Time. JJ is also founder and managing director of Good Shop. She's also a co-author of a book called The Startup Club, The Big Idea, where we're going to talk about milkshakes and backpacks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, like, she doesn't have enough to, enough to do. JJ is now the host of a podcast called Been There, Built That. JJ, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thank you. Hi there. So we've got a lot to cover in a short period of time. So I think we'll start out this way and focus our conversation on how we can grow fast and work smart. Does that sound familiar to you? Is that something you'd say when you start your show? And let's talk about your show. I feel like I'm saying it in my sleep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you do. So tell us about your business with J.J. Bramberg. Um, So it is a show I've been doing on MSNBC for 12 years now, which is bananas since it was it was meant to be a six month show. And now um, I've had three babies. I've gotten married. I'm, I'm, you know, getting gray hair in this seat here. Um, But it is a show sort of geared towards an audience of business owners and business decision makers. Yeah. And. I am one of those, right? I founded my company, Good Shop, 12 years ago. And so it's meant to be inspiring and entertaining. But really, my hope is that people watch this show with a pen and paper in their hand and take notes about what they can do in their own companies to help it grow. And I, in fact, do that. I, in fact, sit there with a pen and paper and I'm tweeting out that I'm listening and all that kind of good stuff. For instance, recently had uh, David Horsager, I think I'm saying his name right. He talked about yep. trust on your show. That was great. 
And you oh, had- yeah, he was really good. I saw him at a conference. Wait, I saw him at the C-Suite conference. Yeah. I saw him speak. Yeah. Um, and I was so impressed with um, him talking about how you build trust and how important it is that I invited him onto the show. And you also had a CPA on recently that I took all those notes and then I took I stole all that information and took it to my client. Was that all right? Well, that's what you should be doing. The information on my show is is free to be stolen. And what's really neat is actually, so the show, right, we have, you know, maybe four or five minute segments yeah. to talk about some lessons learned that you can take home to your company or some inspiring stories. Yeah. But the podcast in there built that is where I get to, well, you know, right, you get to really talk to people. And what I'm always interested in, in the podcast where we, we've talked to, you know, um, Neil Blumenthal, who built Warby Parker, yeah. and this woman. Do you know Cindy Whitehead? Have you ever heard of her? Uh, I'm going to be embarrassed and say no. So I, no, I'm, no, I'm now. no, I hadn't. You shouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> I hadn't either. But she, um, she grew up in the pharmaceutical industry, started in pharmaceuticals, and then um, basically uh, got the rights to the female Viagra and sold oh, her yeah. company for a billion dollars oh, yeah, billion yeah. yeah yeah she's amazing anyhow we talk to people like this and what i'm always interested in is sure your success that's fun to hear and it's great but but what do you do when you're having those really hard times that yeah. everyone has right yeah. how do you what do you yeah. do when you wake up at two in the morning like in a deep sweat worried about yeah. some big issue yeah so yeah. that's what I get to explore in the podcast. Well, that's, and uh, let's be sure what the podcast's name is and how do people yeah. uh, learn about it. What is the title of your podcast? Um, it's called Been There, Built That. Uh, you can find it wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I think I listened so. to it on iTunes. Uh, and yeah. I, I, as soon as you said that, you described that show, that was, uh, I, I got it. Um, so let's see here. So uh, 12 years, you've been doing that show. I love it. I tell everybody, all business owners, they should be sitting taking notes like we've already said. So talk to me about Good Shop. Again, moving along in this whole interview, um, talk to me about that company. Uh, where did that come from? Why did you start it? What is it? Ex- explain <laughs> that to us, you know? Um, so I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad had a company, both of my grandfathers, my mom and my brother had a company together that they started. So I, I sort of have it just, I was surrounded by people who started companies and I always thought that I would, but I never had a good idea. Mm. Uh, and so not until my thirties, uh, God, how old was I? That's my mid-ish 30s. Um, By the way, for anyone out there who hasn't started a company, I just want them to know my mom didn't start her company till her late 40s and then sold it very successfully to Monster.com. Interesting. I find that super inspiring. Yes. Um, Yes. But anyhow, so my brother and I had this idea. I was a journalist. He had already um, created and sold one company um, for uh, what was then a search engine. Basically... We thought, what if, what if we could redirect money to causes? Mm-hmm. And so we made a deal with Yahoo, put a skin on Yahoo's search engine and said, every time you search a penny, will go to your favorite cause. Mm. And it was, it was like Startup 101, right? It was 2005. I was working at home in my um, tiny apartment in New York. Ken was working at home. And we had a contract designer and a contract programmer and no business plan, no big talk <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. We just literally like mm. launched it. Mm. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, I worked in my pajamas 24 hours a day and, and eventually the company has changed and and now it's good shop. And what it does is we are one of the top couponing 
aggregators on yeah. the internet. So if you are looking for a coupon for like you're at the Gap or something, right? You just go to goodshop.com, type in Gap, and we have all the best verified coupons. So you don't have to go searching for them. What inspired you, though, to think about, you know, making a difference, kind of that stuff? Was your mom part of that inspiration? What what made you think of that? Yeah, you know, my family um, has always, my, my parents were always um, sort of, my you know, mindful of helping the community around them, whatever yeah. causes they cared about. Um, my my nephew had food allergies long before he's uh, older now. So long before it was a big thing. And so my sister was super involved with that. My best friend started a fellowship program. And yeah. I don't know, since I was since I was young, right? I, for, for those of you who are my age, you'll remember when Ben and Jerry's and the body shop and Patagonia sure. were, yeah. you know, that it was yeah. Those, it was a very new concept to be a socially responsible company like that. Yeah. And I was just taken by it. Even as a, uh-huh. as a young teenager, I always yeah. wanted to work in a, so I never, I, I didn't want to work for a nonprofit. I wanted to work for a socially responsible for profit company. And so when we finally had the idea for, you know, what now became Good Shop, it just, it made sense. Like, oh, I got it. This, we can build something that is sustainable yeah. and helps consumers and also gives back. Uh, uh, sweet. I love it. Now we have B Corps. We have people talking about the triple bottom line. We have so many of these uh, socially uh, responsible companies that are, are running their businesses that way. And I'm sure you've interviewed lots of them. Uh, and you, you see that yeah. in others, correct? I have. But you know what? I want to I want to put one ad, one caveat. Here Go ahead. Because I talk to so many people who have startups, right? Um, yep. Come to me because of my jobs, of course, for advice and wanting to be able to give back while they start also. And I do say to them, it, for me, it's baked into my business plan, right? From from early on, it was that money would go back to causes. But if it's not, it's okay. You you gotta in, in order for your company to really do good, it needs to survive. And uh, perhaps for you, giving yeah. away part of your profit, in my case, revenue, it doesn't make sense. And yeah. so. Yeah. You are being socially responsible by simply treating your employees well and making sure that they have a job tomorrow. I, so, I love that. That's why you yeah. should be listening to J.J. Ramberg weekends at 7.30 a.m. on MSNBC, and you should be tuning in to her podcast, which is, uh, tell me again. Been there, built that. Boy, you are, you're, you're good at commercials. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here, JJ. I'd like to think that you like me, um, but uh, you're here because we want to help promote you. You are you are well, talking to you. my people. You're talking to my folks. You know, I, I want to help them. You know. Stay here for more of the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at NastPartners.com asks you, who will take you there? The Predictive Index allows you to decode the complexities of your people and realize what drives workplace behaviors so you can ensure alignment, reach your team's true potential, and achieve your business objectives faster than ever. The Predictive Index uses proven science to help you manage across the hire-to-retire life cycle with scientifically validated workforce assessments that provide high-impact insights in minutes. That's the Predictive Index. Learn more at nastpartners.com. That's my friend Dave Nast at nastpartners.com. That's N-A-S-T, nastpartners.com. 
You know, I, I do. I, I've just, I was, I'm prepared for this show, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, like, she exhausts me just kind of thinking about uh, everything that she's doing. So along the way, something inspires you. I guess, it was, I think it was 2017 uh, or thereabouts. You probably started earlier than that. But you wrote a book called The Startup Club, The Big Idea, and you talk about milkshakes, backpacks, lanyards, uh, Mrs. Garcia, The Entrepreneur Club, where did this book come from? Uh, well, I have three kids. They are now eight, nine, and ten, which I know sounds crazy, and sometimes <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are entrepreneurial. I mean, it's not just my kids, right? Sure. Most kids are. Think yeah. about lemonade stands and like how many of those rubber brand bracelets I've bought, and like a slime coming out of my ears that I have bought from kids. <laughs> but they're no. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I went to go buy a, a book for my kids with sort of kidpreneur, entrepreneurial kids uh, that they could read, right? I mean, they read Captain Underpants and all these really fun books, but I was like, okay, let's go find some inspiring fiction books for my kids. Yeah. And there was none. Interesting. No, no modern ones. I was shocked. And so my sister, who also has three kids, and our friend Sarah, who is an actual children's book writer, <laughs> who also has two kids, we decided to write one together and so it's a, it's a typical fiction book for kids you know they're two best friends and they come up with an idea and the mean girl in school copies them and um yeah. they get in a fight and you know it's a typical story but through it yeah. kids very subtly learn what's a PL, right what's the difference between revenue and profit and what is marketing and um what is socially responsible business and so it's it, it was very very fun to write and it's been um, it's been amazing to see kids' reactions because, uh, I will tell you this, every major uh, publisher told me that this would not be successful. Ah, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Everyone, or rather, they said kids would not be interested in it. Hmm. And so I had went around uh, and went with the smaller publisher who believed in it. And so I have been so excited about the reaction from kids. I love it. like off the charts and uh, so i say to anyone out there you know if you have a kid who is interested in this at all go get the startup club this is costing me money i have nine grandchildren <laughs> i shouldn't admit that over the you know thank god this is audio and not video you're not seeing me you know um this is going to cost me money jj because i read this and i went ninety dollars <laughs> give or take <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, 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 some of the grandchildren are very young. But one, my grandchildren, Brian, is going to go crazy over this book. He's going to love it because he's already talking about, I got this great idea in my head, Grandpa. I'm going to build this car. And, and I'm having a hard time figuring out how to get started. And so I'm, I'm going to give him this book. So we're going to launch a company. How's that with my grandchild? As you should. You Ex should. I exciting. Mean, look, I don't know if this is true or not, but. Warren Buffett, I read somewhere that Warren Buffett said um, one of the big indicators of success early on is how um, early your kid's first company is. I don't even think it was first job. I think it was first company. Yeah. Meanwhile, do not hold me to that because I've yeah. never been able to find the source yeah. of where the person I read got that quote. But even if it wasn't Warren Buffett, I do think there is something to it. Well, I suppose that has to do with uh, resiliency, I suppose. You know, first of all, you learn and, and, and uh, you know, again, you've interviewed hundreds of people. If there's anybody who's interviewed more than me, it's, it's uh, you, um, you know, both from all the shows that you're doing. 
and and you find out, and that probably has something to do with you failed, you went through, you tried something new, you kept on going. I, I, I suppose that's part of it. And especially when you're young, you don't care that much. You just don't think that much about it, I suppose, right? I don't know. You have, you've got, you've got less to lose. I mean, less look, to when, lose. When, yeah. When, when Good Shop was tiny, right? It was me and my brother and our contract <laughs> developer and contract designer. If yeah. it failed, it failed, right? Yeah. You know, as it gets bigger, yeah. And it fails, and you've got you know other people's livelihood on the line, and you livelihood, and and. You know, and you personally have a lot more to lose. So you should get used to failing young when it's less of a big deal. Yeah. So I'm going to back up a minute. I'm going to come back to your show, uh, Your Business with J.J. Ramberg on MSNBC weekends at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Get in front of your TV, get your notepad, get ready to go, uh, and tweet out that you're listening. You can find uh, JJ on Twitter and you can find uh, the show on Twitter. So uh, tweet out, you know, and that you're listening. Um, what prepared you for that show? You're pretty good on TV. Uh, you're pretty comfortable on TV, JJ. I, I, there had to be some process leading up to you to do that show. Talk to me about that. Um, yeah, the process was being very bad on TV. <laughs> 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 That's part of the feeling part, huh? Um, <laughs> you were on air, so though, at one point I, before then, I, correct? Well, so I um, I worked in television. I worked at Dateline NBC, and then I left to go to business school, and then I worked for an internet company, came back to TV at CNN, uh, and they hired me to open their Silicon Valley Bureau, which actually never happened, but I did work at CNN, and uh, I took the job and said, I will do this if you give me a chance to be on air. And... For a year, I would send my boss at the time, this guy Warren Luce, tapes of me on air, and he would just say, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and then finally, after a year, they gave me a shot. And I, um, when I left CNN, which was now 12 or 13 years ago, right. I went back and looked at those tapes, and, <laughs> and I called um, Warren and and also the the guy who was who was head of CNN at the time. I went in and I brought him flowers and I said, <laughs> "Good God, you know I don't know what you saw in me, but thank you because that was just awful." <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, practice, 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 right? Practice, you know, practice and have some faith. I heard no you know, literally probably every week for a year, like, you're not that good. You're not that good. Not, you know, but, and I just kept trying. I sort of, I sort of, I don't know how I had such thick skin, but I just sort of felt like, you know, if I, if I just keep trying, eventually this will work out. Maybe not as fast as I want, but yeah. it's got to, if I just keep trying, it's, I've got to get better at this. You did. Uh, I'll, I'll well, confirm that. You. you did. And I think part of the reason, and again, I don't know, but uh, you are so engaging with the guests. You speak English <laughs> to these folks. You ask questions that are from your heart and from your experience. You're very engaging with them. That's why I love the show. Uh, you, you put them at ease immediately. And uh, you just do a great job. I'm, I'm, I re, I re, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, giving you so too nice much pride. Like I'm, I'm falling all over you here, JJ. But it's a great uh, well, job. You know. I mean, I appreciate that so much because that's what I hope to get out of this is that look, I'm one of them. Yeah. I think maybe that also makes a difference. Is that yeah. I, I do not, I'm not talking to my guests as, yeah. as um, just a journalist interviewing them. I am talking 
yeah. to them as I'm, I'm someone in the audience. I need to know this for my own company. <laughs> yeah. One of the guests that I stole from you was Hema Nambiar with uh, 131 Sportswear. I heard her on your show, and I said, she's got to be on the Business Builder show. She came on. That was an example of she's engaging, you're engaging, it, and, and, and it was a great show that she did with us, as with you. When she came on your show, this is part, one of the segments of your show, she did the pitch. Explain to the folks who are, don't listen or have not watched your show up until now, what's, that's one of your segments of the, uh, of the show, your business with J.J. Ramberg. Ex- describe that to yes. me. It's called the elevator pitch, and this is where we have, and um, just so everyone knows, we've been doing this for 12 years, almost yeah. 13 years, so long before pitches became sort of a big thing yeah. on television. Um, you were doing it. We have, <laughs> not, not that it's the most original idea, like elevator pitches have been going on since the beginning of time, um, but we, we have people come on and, and pitch their business to our two panelists and in a a minute long they get to pitch but the thing about this show that i think is different than uh, many other business shows out there is again we are speaking to my audience is Mm -hmm. speaking to we're speaking to real business owners right and decision makers so what we hope to really get out of this is Yes, entertainment, it's television. We want to entertain people, but we want people to learn from it. Yeah. So we want our panelists to be very constructive with their feedback to the pitcher because yeah. these are real people who are going out and pitching real investors when they leave the show. And so they need to know what to do better in their pitch. Yeah, and the pitch contains two parts, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they rate, your professionals rate um, the presentation and the product. And the product. There yeah. you go. Right? See? Proof yep, I listen. Exactly. So the presentation and <laughs> yeah. the product. Then it's it's really, really great. Okay, so I want to talk more about um your podcast. I know you're very excited about it. And again, it's been there, built that. Um what's your vision for that? Um you want to connect with your audience? Tell me more about it. What what are you excited about? Well, I've had the chance to talk to all these people who we interview for hours on end, right? I talk to them when I'm booking them. Some of them I know outside of the show. I get to talk to them before the show, after show. And so I get all of this insight and all this great information that you just can't fit in to yeah. a four-minute segment onto the show. Yeah. And so, uh, again, I, I, I have this podcast so I can really share more of their story with the audience. And I think what makes it different than some of the other shows out there are is the same thing that makes my show different, which is that I am talking to them as someone who is going through it at the same time. Yeah. You know, I, I always laugh that if you, and this will probably happen with the podcast too, but if you, if you watch the show closely yeah. over the years, you'd probably be able to glean what's going on at Good Shop, right? So, yeah. you know, she's asking questions about... How do you deal with real estate? How do you deal with growth? How do you deal with uh, when a, when yep. something doesn't work out fine? <laughs> you know, yep, like, yep. You could probably find out. So, so when I my podcast is my chance to just go deeper with people, not just hear you know the five points on whatever it is, but okay, give me five points and then let me ask you another question, then yeah. another question, then another question. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. I, I have listened. I listened to the uh, Neil Blumenthal 
interview. I've listened. I, I, you're, you're my main mentor in terms of education, in terms of doing a business podcast. So you'll probably, be, I'll, you'll probably hear me stealing some stuff from you. That, you know, I'll stay within the boundaries of good ethics, though. You know? the, the biggest form of flattery. <laughs> Take it off. So we're down to our last minute or so. Again, we don't have a hard stop, but I want to make sure I am speaking with J.J. Ramberg. The, uh, she is the host of uh, Your Business with J.J. Ramberg on MSNBC weekends at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We've talked about her uh, Been There, Built That podcast. Is there anything I missed that you want to make sure that our business audience hears before I leave you? Oh, gosh, not, not about me. We've yeah. talked plenty about me. Did we, <laughs> Just... do, did we cover <laughs> what you wanted to cover? We did. Thank right. you. No, I'm everything here is is um, great. This has been really fun to talk about. The only the only thing that I say to people is is, you know, running business is super fun and it's incredibly hard. And I hope that listening to podcasts like this one we're doing now and yeah. my show really allows people to know that they are not alone. Everyone goes through the tough stuff. Yeah. And we want to make sure that anybody who has any children that has any interest in entrepreneurship want to buy The Startup Club, The Big Idea, with a co-author is J.J. Ramberg. But J.J., thanks so much for being with us on the Business Builder Show. We appreciate your time. Thank you. That was so fun. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, reminding you to find our show and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.